And, and, and we're going to see some of that. We're going to see some of that in different ways in the text we're going to be looking at today. Okay, so let's, let's uh, bow our hearts in prayer, and then we're going to look at Matthew chapter 2. Let's pray. Uh, dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for the ways that you work. Lord, may your word go forth and not mine. May you be the one who speaks and not me. Lord, uh, oh. we thank you for, for your gift of life that you give us. We thank you for taking away our sins and, and, and giving us your righteousness, Lord. Uh, to that I, we say, yes, Lord, thank you. Amen. All right, let's read. We're going to read from uh, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. If you want, you can uh, pull the Bible off underneath you. You can look at your phone. You can close your eyes and just listen as I read it to you. Um, any of those will work for me. So just take it in, okay? So let's, let's read. So Matthew chapter 2, 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you, as soon as, oh, as, for you, as, soon as you find him, report to me so that I, may, I, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Okay. So the question that I want you to be thinking about and sitting in your mind as we go through this text today, the, the, the lens through which I want us to be looking at all of this text is this. How, how is it that we are preparing for Advent? How are we preparing for the, the coming of a king? Verse 2 states, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, where the king of Her where king during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who was born king of the Jews? Here's the thing. You have these magi. Uh, these people are, are the intellectuals. They're, they're, they're smart. They're, they're people who, who, who are scholarly. And they come, and, and, and they're coming to worship Jesus, who's king of the Jews. And I really want you to think about this, because it's kind of important that we think through this. I want you to imagine that these people from a different land came into this, this, this area, into Jerusalem, and they're walking around, and they're asking people, <clears throat> they're asking people, where is the king of the Jews? And, and this, is, this is really strange when you think about like this. The Jewish people during this time, they, they, were, they were a captive people. They're, they're not the ruling empire. They're not the highest class of people. They're, they're in a sense, I mean, it's, it's a loosely used, they're, they're the slaves. They're the captured. 
And, and they didn't come, and they're not there looking for the king of the Roman Empire. Though they're not looking for those who are ruling over them. They're looking for a lowly king. So they come in, and they're walking around a, 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 a territory that's already occupied. And these managers are looking for the one who they call the king of the Jews. And they came. And, and, and I know why they came. I, you know, but, but when we think about why they came, we, how did these people... And why did these people come to this land? How did they hear about this coming of a Messiah, this coming Jesus, this, this, the, the king of the Jews? And in order to answer that, you know, there's different answers, but, but the one that, 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 or ideas behind it, I should say, but the one that I like, the one that I think makes sense when we look at the scriptures and we look at the Old Testament, it comes from Daniel chapter 2. And do you guys remember the story of Daniel? Okay, great. So, so I'm going to look up on the board again, and we're, I'm going to read you a couple of verses, okay? Um, and here's what it says. It says, Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell prostrate before Daniel and paid him honor and ordered that an offering and incense be presented to him. The king said to Daniel, Surely your God is the God of the gods and the Lord of the kings and a revealer of mysteries, for you were able to reveal this mystery. Then the king placed Daniel in a high position and lavished many gifts on him. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and placed him in charge of all of its wise men. Okay? Daniel becomes the ruler over all of the wise men. What did Daniel do? You guys remember that? What did he do? Interpreted the dream. So the king had a dream, and no one can tell him what it means. And then here comes Daniel. Daniel comes, and he tells him the meaning of the dream. And his re- can you go back to that slide real quick, Joel? And, and, and when he finds out what the meaning of the dream is, look at what it says. Surely, this is what the king of this other land said. Surely your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings, and revealer of mysteries. And he places Daniel over the wise men. Okay? I believe that these are the same type, these are the same people. It was 600 years earlier. And the thing about this is this. We often think that Jesus came into this world, and then we have the 11 disciples, and they go out, and they, and they, and they told this whole story, right? So basically, if, we, if this is the beginning of time, and this is down at the other wall, is today, okay? So beginning of time at the other wall is today, and we have a time map. We think Jesus stepped into this world, and then the 11 disciples shared Christ out this way. We think everything starts at this point, right here when Jesus is born, and goes that way towards to today. And we forget that along the way, there's the prophets of the Old Testament who were saying this, who were talking about the coming Messiah. This wasn't a story that happened when Jesus was born. This is a story that started when Adam and Eve were created in the garden, and they sinned. And they didn't hear God. They, didn't, they did hear him. And they didn't listen to God. And their sin separated them from God. And God, in Genesis chapter 3, he puts a plan in place. And then the scriptures start to come alive. They speak. And one of these times, we see this in here. We see Daniel and, 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 and the prophecy that he, would, that, that he had. And, and when we do all this and we're looking at this, we, we look at this and it says, look at this. Verse 6, when, they, when they're talking to Herod, it says, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And this is, think about the 600 years before this Jesus comes. Daniel is, is, is laying this out for the people. He, he is faithful to Yahweh. 
And, 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 and the words that he spoke were heard and listened to in that time. And, and they lived with them. These magi are influenced by, Jesus, or by, by Daniel. And, 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 they, and they came to worship the coming king. And now here's what I want you to start to think about. I want you to, to think about what it would be like if you're, if you're Daniel. Or not Daniel, King Herod. You're King Herod and, and, and you're... You're the king over all the land, and, and you're in your chair, and you're hanging out, and people are, in my mind, I, maybe we all have a different picture of what a king does, you know? Um, in my mind, I, I, he's probably sitting around eating the best food, eating grapes, having people serve him and wait on him. Is that the picture you guys get of a king? I, I don't ever get a picture of a king out there working in the fields. It's not a picture that we have. So, so I get this picture of this guy, and... and, and, and and these wise men come into the town and they start asking the question, where's the king of the Jews? Where's the king of the Jews? Where's the king of the Jews? And you, whoo, and you, and you have this, um, you have this, uh, you have the people start to get stirred up. And the reason for the stirring is this, the, the Jews were the captives. They were the slaves. And those who were above them were the Romans. And, 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 and the Romans are going to start to feel threatened. All of a the sudden, they're looking for the king of the Jews, and they're not looking for the king of the Roman Empire. They're not looking for Herod. And Herod's sitting in his chair, and word comes back to him, hey, the king of the Jews must, must be born. People are here, and they're looking for him. Just, just think about that. Think about how easily our pride gets hurt. Think about... You guys... Um, own Smiley's, correct? So, recently purchased Smiley's. Now, I just want you to think about something. I come into Smiley's, and I'm there with my friends, and we're talking about how good Cups and Cones is. Mmm, Cups and Cones is so good. It is like, it is so good. Have you guys had Cups and Cones? What would you guys say if you'd be like, oh, right? There'd be a little bit of a pride hurt there. Like, hey, I have good ice cream too. And, 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 and right here in this moment, you see, you see King Herod. He's like, what do you mean they're looking for the king of the Jews? He's, he's a king who's occupying a people. And if you're a king and you're occupying a people, you, you know that someday they're going to want to rise up and they're going to want to take you down and they're going to want to take back their land, right? Isn't that the way it goes? Everybody wants to, be, to, to restore that which was theirs. And because of this, and this is kind of where we're going to go with the message here, because as King Herod started to make a plan, and the reason why he made a plan is for this reason, because he did not understand Jesus. And because he did not understand the coming of Jesus Christ, he wanted to protect that which was his. We do that same thing. When we misunderstand why Jesus comes into this world, because we we're building our own kingdoms. And, and, and I'll t I, I never knew who Jesus Christ was. And when somebody walked up to me and started to explain to me, because here's what I thought Jesus was. I thought Jesus... And the people who, who followed Jesus were people who wanted to be better people. Like, and I didn't think it was possible. So I didn't, I didn't know anything about Jesus. I just knew about this, this self-righteous, and, and, and to be honest, my sister was one of them. You know, my sister had just started going to this church in our house, and they acted different, and they, they didn't swear, and they listened to this different style of music that, like, bug me, 
and, and they were just different. And I was like, what's your point? But, but see, and, and, and the whole reason why I'm sharing is because it threatened, what did it threaten? My kingdom, my way of life. I don't want that Jesus because what Jesus is going to do is he's going to tell me that I'm not good enough and he's going to tell me I need to change and act like this. And, and, and this is the same thing with Herod. Herod. Herod might be the first person whose kingdom was threatened by Jesus. And it's because he didn't understand him. I have a slide up there somewhere, Joel. Um, this one, yes. You're good at this. It says, Jesus didn't come to get rich but to enrich others. And not monetarily, spiritually, okay? Jesus didn't come to be served. When we think about kings and we think about rulers and we think about people who, who are in high positions, they're usually the ones who are being served by other people. Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve. Jesus didn't come to receive sacrifices, but he came to be a sacrifice for the nations the nations. And I have another one, but we'll get there in a second. There's one more of those. That's why it says in the bottom of the screen. You can leave that up there too, Joel, if you want. You know. And it says, let me go back to my first page here in my notes. It says, where is the one who is born king of the Jews? Where is the one who is coming? And when these magi come, and, and listen to the words that, he, that he, they say, where is the one who is born king of the Jews? If you're not Jewish, why do you care that the king of the Jews came? Because go back to what I said about Daniel in the beginning when, the, when, when, when Daniel uh, revealed to the king that which was what, was what he was dreaming about. He said, surely your God is the king of kings. Yours is the top one. Yours is the, the revealer of it, of it all. This wasn't a king just for the Jews. This is a king for all the nations. Let's go back to the beginning of the message. Let's go back to the definition of Advent, the arrival of a notable, notable person, thing, or event. It's often the custom to give a king a, 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 a present or something like that, a gift. If you're the president of the United States and you go to a different country, maybe even they come to you, Maybe we give them gifts as well, but, but when, you're, when you're the president, you receive tons of really cool gifts. If you get a chance, go home and Google gifts given to presidents, okay? Because it's actually quite, quite awesome. Um, and, and if you're a president, and it was Clinton, Obama, the Bushes, Trump, whoever it is, when you go someplace, they give you a gift, and they can accept those gifts, but they have to pay the tax on those gifts. But uh, I want to show you a couple that I thought were pretty cool, okay? Um, go to the next slide. This, this is... This is this is George W. Bush. Uh, he is meeting here with, um, I'm going to be honest, I can't say the guy's name. Um, he, he's Arab Emirates president, and what he has given him is this, this gift here. I mean, this is a solid gold sash. That's what he's being given in that thing. So what I want you to think about first when we look at this picture, notice how they're taking a picture, and in the background is a picture of their president. So, but he's given, he's giving George Bush, the whitest person ever, bling. Right? He's like, dude, you can go, you can walk around anywhere with that thing, and you are going to be the man, George Bush. Okay? So, so that's, that's a gift. That's, I mean, I think it's solid gold, man. I'd be like, you put that on, you're like, you're walking around like this. 
You, you're limping, not because you're trying to be cool, but because it's so heavy. Okay, let's go to the next one. Uh, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was given this white horse by the Mexican president, um, uh, Jose Lopez Portillo, uh, and, and I think they used to ride together, and this horse was actually a gift, not from Mexico, but it was a gift from the Mexican president himself. It came out of his, his wealth, out of his stable, it says. Let's go to the next one. This one. Anyone know that was a gift? It's been in the Oval Office since we received this gift from Queen Victoria, gifted to um, Rutherford B. Hayes. The desk was carved from the timbers of the British ship HMS in 1880. This desk is in the Oval Office, and it's been in there the whole time, except for three president's terms it's been taken out. Otherwise, it's been in there um, the whole time. It was a gift to, to us, or to the, to the president, but he, he left it there. I want you guys to think about this, because when we think about Christmas, and we think about the coming of a special person that is trained, it is in our mind, don't tell me it's not, that we want to give God something. We want to give him, how often do you hear, I just want to give God my best. You ever hear that? Man, I, I heard that my first few years of being in the church, and, and I was like, yeah, I want to give God my best. And I want to dress my best. I want to act my best. I remember, I remember a time in my Christian life that I remember. <clears throat> so I, I, I did not grow up in the church. And, and I remember a time in my life where I looked over to one of my friends and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going I'm to try to stop cussing. And my friend started to laugh at me. He's like, yeah, and I'm going to hold my breath. And... And, and, and I will. But I did it because I wanted to be good enough. I wanted to be good enough. And that was my gift to him. And one of the things that we don't understand about this king, because this king is different, this king is not coming to take our, over our kingdoms. Let's go to the next slide. Keep going. Jesus didn't come to receive gifts but he came to be the gift. Jesus Christ came to be the gift. The gift that says, you receive my righteousness. You receive my perfection. When we're striving to be something that we're not, that we constantly fail in, I want you to hear me. It's okay. I want you to hear something. Stop it. Stop. When Satan reminds you that you're not good enough, and when Satan reminds you of all the sin that you have, you know what you respond with? I have no sin, for my Savior just took it from me. My Savior is my Savior. He's my rescuer. So as we prepare for the arrival of the gift, let us prepare our hearts to receive it. This is not about, and, and, and this is the part where like, I sit here and I look at the wise men, and, I, and, and it says they bow down and they worshiped him, and then they also gave him gifts. And we give gifts and offerings too, but that's not what earns us anything with our Savior. Again, he did not come to receive the gifts but he came to be the gifts. And that's a savior. 
That's a different type of ruler. So as you sit back and you think about your kingdom being changed by Jesus and his ways, think about something differently for a while. He might want to work in your heart, mind, and soul in different ways, but he has come to be your gift, to give you life. And that is what Christmas is about. Okay? That's our gift. That's our gift. So go home and, and wrap up some boxes, some really big ones, and just write a little letter in it and, say, and give it to your kids and be like, Jesus took away your sin. And then they have that big box, and then when they open it and they take out that sheet of paper, they're going to be really happy. They're going to be thrilled. Let's pray. Ah, oh, dear Lord Jesus, sorry for that dumb joke at the end. You, uh, you are the giver of the gifts. I'm not good enough. I cuss. I get angry. I um, act stupid. I say stupid stuff a lot. Um, not, not a good dad. Not a good husband. I try, but, but trying all that that is. I, I fail on those things, Lord Jesus. And yet you love me anyways. And you remind me of that daily. And I, and I, I pray that, that the people sitting here today hear that too, Lord. That you are the gift that takes away the mistakes and the burdens. And you give us the gift of your righteousness. Thank you for your birth. And in this Advent season, may we be looking forward to celebrating that. Amen. Amen.